Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. to the cookout. I'm feeling some type of way. I just flew in from uh, across the bridge. You know, me and my people, we had to take over New York City. We went to this arena known as the Mecca, a.k.a. MSG, and we had to go show them who wears the real orange and blue all season long. So, you know, I got to do this to the villain, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm the guy. You know, I, I take off the blazer, you know what I'm saying? I got to go in the phone booth, act like I'm making a call to come save the world. So I had to go up, up in the MSG, me and my boys set up shop, the young gunner, fresh out of, you know, Australia, put up a triple-double. I'm feeling some type of way. I'm feeling gorgeous right now. But we got a couple of minutes to do this thing here in the cookout. Got a lot to jump into. Let's get it. How are you feeling today? Even though your boys are doing work, they're beating up on Brooklyn right now. They are beating up on Brooklyn. I will give them right uh, now. But other than that, how are you? I'm good, man. Listen, um, listen. I first I gotta pay bills. Um, you know, the, our show. I apologize. Is sp- uh, sponsored and brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs of high quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, and there's no doubt you stand out in the crowd. Listeners that can use the promo code Chefs for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's go to this website. Go use the promo code Chefs to get 15% off a lot of great gear. I'm sure they got, they got actually got some new Harden gear uh, for James Harden. I just got traded to Philadelphia from the Brooklyn Nets who the Knicks are facing tonight. I was going to come in timeless and get my, um, my five minute beat down. Um, frustrating loss. Uh, last night, uh, the, the Knicks, um, listen, you guys didn't have Alexander. I think you were missing another of your top guns and it didn't matter. Knicks um, lost a big lead and then lost in overtime. Embarrassing. It's just a low point of lows. Um, not because we lost the Thunder, but just because there's no excuse to lose that game at home to a team that's way under 500 without their best player. Um, and then they come out tonight and then um, they're beating the brakes off the, the Nets. But the Nets are crawling back into the game. The Nets were up by as much as about 28 points and now they're only up by 13. Typical Knicks. Um, can't get it together. Mitchell Robinson in foul trouble, about to ruin my uh, 11-way parlay per pro- pre- player prop. CP timeless. I got a lot on the line here, so I need him. To Wait, hold on. I seen as much as 25. So, so I seen as much as 25. So this is down to 13 now. Yeah. So they were up by 28 at one point, and now it's a 65-52 uh, game. 
uh, uh, timeout was called because oh they're letting them right back goodness. into the game. Typical Knicks. Typical if, the Knicks. Knicks if the Knicks go, um, if the Knicks go to um, Thibodeau, got questions to answer. He can't keep losing leads like this. This is bad, especially the way that it looked against Portland, uh, with Portland mm-hmm. being up, being down over twenty points with minutes left in the game, and they came back and won. Like this, this is yeah. Bad. We sat Thibodeau there in will the have bar and watched answer. that game. Yeah, we sat there and yeah, watched that yeah. game in the bar, and it was ridiculous. Um, but, no, know, no, we, was, we were together. Know. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Ahead, no, I'm no, saying, I, mean, I know we were together on that, but this right here with a big lead right now, it's like he can't keep having yeah. these leads and letting these guys get comfortable. If you're going to step on their throw, step on their throw. Like, like, period. Stop um coming to the sideline and be like, okay, we got it under control, and then they take a deep breath. No, keep them in panic attack mode. Like, keep attacking them. Do not keep settling for – I, I guess just a 20-point lead and thinking the game is over because people walk back into these games. And, and you guys have proven that it can happen. And, and exactly. It's like they don't play a full 48 minutes of basketball. It's like the third quarter. They always let these teams back into the game. It's it's like clockwork. They do. And I, I don't know if you can blame Thibodeau. I really blame the, the defensive effort. It's inconsistent at best. Um, that's putting it mildly. Um, they don't defend. They don't get out to three-point shooters. They're letting Andre Drummond snatch any rebound he wants to. It's ridiculous. Now Steph Curry's starting to heat up. Um, Patty Mills is having a solid game. So it's it's just frustrating. I, I don't even want to talk about them anymore. It's, they're frustrating me. I, if anybody needs a vacation at the All-Star break, it's us fans from the Knicks. Like, we need a vacation from them. Not them needing a vacation from playing. But, um you know, I, I did want to um, talk about a few things, though, um, not NBA related, but I mean, listen, I got a prop, I got a prop bag going, like they better get it together. Um, but either way, TP, um, the M- the NBA is going into the All Star break, but when the Super Bowl is over, great uh, NFL playoff season. I think we, we talked about it last night. Outside of the the first wild card round, every game in the divisional round was after was epic. Um, and now when the Super Bowl moves away and the NFL season is over, it's supposed to transition to that beautiful time where baseball starts. You start to have March Madness. With the, you know, you have the conference tournaments and then the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, you start to have golf with the Augusta and the Masters at the Easter time. But baseball is supposed to start to come to the fr- forefront. And we're still in this lockout, TP Timeless. I mean, we, we're looking at we're looking at – where players were supposed to report on uh, the 15th. Um, I think it was, I don't know if it was the Diamondbacks or I'm I'm not sure what team was supposed to report, but both sides seemed to be far apart. Um, They wanted uh, mediation. Uh, The MLB, you know, the the Players Association turned it down. Um, And be clear, it's not a strike, it's a lockout. The owners are locking them out. There's a lot of particulars going on, but basically one of the big hurdles that's going on with the MLB is the fact that um, they want to impose, you know, a stricter or not stricter, a harder luxury tax on, on the second year that you're over the threshold. So if you go into, I think, your second year of being over the luxury tax, you'll get a 20% fine. So essentially teams will not go over that luxury tax. Salaries will come down, and it's essentially a hard cap. Um, they've been fighting a hard cap in the NBA for over 60 years. The, the Players Association will have none of it. But here we are with this lockout looming, and they can't come to an agreement. So TP Timeless, I'd just love to get your feelings on the lockout in general, and will we ever see baseball anytime soon? Um, the way that it's going down, like I know that they're talking and, and I've been trying to keep up with the meetings as best as possible, but we're not in the room. Mm-hmm. But baseball has always loomed into these situations where it goes past expected. Uh, they'll threaten to get it anywhere from April to May, and it could falter anywhere into June, and it takes away from the sport. To me, and I grew up playing this sport, loving this sport, mm-hmm. heroes of yesteryear are a thing of my you know, ordeal. The worst sport in all the big sports. The worst. 
You have these situations <laughs> happening where your sport is already struggling to survive. Of course, people are going to try to go to these games because they're fans at the end of the day. But you continually have these lockouts where these players and these owners can't meet eye to eye. This is this is horrible that this continues to happen. Let's just say every ten to twelve years or so. I feel like within that ballpark realm. And where you had in the early 90s where this situation happened, you had this happen a couple times here in the 2000s already. Enough is enough. Like, why? You guys are billionaires being owners while these players are out there trying to perform to make a living, let alone take care of whoever in their family or generation upon generation, because this is generational money here at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And you're, I guess, somewhere trying to draw the fine line at the end of the day. And I just don't get it or understand it, because at the end of the day, these palms are getting greased at the end of the day, and they don't see that. They just are just worried about, well, hey, we are trying to cut fat here, and players are like, listen, we deserve more, and this this is what hurts, and, and this is the era of inflation, shall I say. So, like, I have to kind of go with the players at this situation, Um, you, let, let alone mm-hmm. you've already paid players monster contracts. Like, look at Trout, look at Miguel Cabrera, like, these names have gotten big contracts. There's going to be players that have that caliber of play, like not to say just like them, but that are going to look for those type of numbers, and you just don't have that. So this is where baseball is struggling, and uh, you're going to have people all across the board, whether it's farm system or coming out of high school or college, that are going to try to entice themselves to jump in front of these type of contracts or you know, force these issues to continue to linger. And I think this is going to happen every time they come up with an agreement or something where uh, these legit organizations are going to have to, like, try and, you know, scratch their pad and make a decision. But I don't, I don't like this not one bit. Baseball continues to suffer to me. Like I said, this is the worst out of the major sports. And I, I love all of them. I'm not a big NASCAR guy. Uh only really watch golf <laughs> with Tigers around. But Tigers not himself ever since him and Ellen got into it. And that's that. – I mean, I still try to see him try to win. But, like, I, I put – I put golf behind it. You know, NASCAR, I don't really, even really consider it a sport, but between, like, NHL, NBA, NFL, like, I, I think MLB is sitting last between those four. Like, they may have better numbers or whatever, but to me, like, the fanfare, everything across the board, I, I just don't agree with it, not one bit. And if this goes into the month of May or June, ha, 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 that, that's ridiculous. You just cut at least a <laughs> month worth of workout. At least a month worth of workout. That that's ridiculous. I, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Yeah. So I mean, if the season was to start, if player pitchers and catchers would have started today or yesterday, they would have been on track to open the season March 31st. So about 45, 40, you know, ish days after you know pitchers and catchers report. Every, you know, every day that just lingers and it doesn't look like they're getting close to a resolution means that, you know, you're just losing time to your point and, and it's just going to be another waste. It's about money, TP, right? I agree with you that, you know, look at the contracts that have been that's dished out. Cabrera uh, years ago, but I mean, you're talking about, um, you know, um, Fernando Tatis just getting big money, right? Uh, Manny Machado getting big money uh, in a small market as well. Um, you know, you're talking about uh, Harper getting his big contract from um, the, the Nets. So, but a lot of the issue with MLB is, you know, guys over 30 not getting the contracts that they used to. I remember A-Rod and, and Pujols and company getting the 10-year deal for mega money. Now these contracts are not coming for over 30-year-olds because now the, the owners have figured out they're going to maximize the younger guys and pay them, um, if they're like a star like Trout, will pay them early into their uh, late, like early to mid-30s, and then by then we'll be done with them. They can go on and do their business. But then now you're talking about the years of eligibility. Um, you know, they're, they're blurring those lines of um, years of service from minor league to major league so that they don't have to be in arbitration earlier so that they can maximize these smaller contracts and then not have to pay them these 10 year deals. They can give them a five to six year deal. So it's about the money that the players are like, yo, I want my money. I want to go into arbitration earlier. I want to be able to get that check 
and you guys are just figuring out ways to not pay me what I'm worth, even though I'm driving all this money for you. Like, I'm looking at Aaron Judge, who hasn't gotten a big contract yet, but he's been one of the better players in the league for years now, right? But because of his years of eligibility and because of the way his contract worked when he came up to the majors, he's not getting the money. He's not getting paid. So um, he's getting arbitration money but he's not getting that long-term deal that he covers. Takes one injury for him, and he might not get paid. So um, definitely unfair practice. I'm going to bring Sirius in, call in out of the 703. Sirius, what's going on, bro? What's going on, fellas? How are we doing this evening? Chilling, 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 like a villain. Uh, you know, talking uh, yeah. a little bit of MLB. They were supposed to start up this week. Um, at least pitchers and catchers yeah. were supposed to report. And we still got a strike going on. So I'd love to get your feedback on that, my brother. You know, honestly, for me, I'm annoyed. You know, I I, I popped in when CP was talking about, you know, where he put, you know, Major League Baseball, you know, and and, and his viewing pleasure and everything like that. And, you know, I I, kind of had it up there um, a little bit. Um, I kind of had it up there a little bit. Um, before golf, if you will. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I loved going to the games. You know, I remember growing up, you know, watching the games with my pops and everything. And there's, there's nothing really like a, 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 a good baseball game on a, on a spring day or a spring evening with your family and your friends and everything like that. Um, and the biggest thing that everybody is talking about, and I'm an echo, is the simple fact that, when we went to the strikes the last time, the amount of fans that were lost due to that um, or were, were, were insurmountable, and now they were just kind of getting themselves back a little bit, and yet here we go yet again with, you know, unfortunately no end in sight. Um, I'm annoyed, to be painfully honest with you. I'm literally annoyed, and um, I really want these guys to come together and, and read some type of – fair and and reasonable conclusion, but in order to do that, somebody will have to bend, um, somebody will have to kind of adjust what they want and what their mindset is, and as we've seen from this time before, nobody's trying to really do that. They all want the whole pie. They don't want to share a pie. They don't want to, you know, come together for the common good of the sport that they claim that they love. Um, so at the end of the day, I think we're at a stalemate, and it won't shock me if we don't see baseball um, until you know May June-ish. Yeah, I I I I, I dread that. But listen, I I always will put baseball ahead of hockey. I feel like hockey's a little bit more exciting, but it's just not as popular um, as far as ratings and revenue that's generated. But be clear. It doesn't take much to be more exciting than baseball. They have a, you know, they have some trouble if they don't get this thing going and get uh, get on the on the diamond anytime soon. So I mean, I, I kind of echo TP sentiments. While baseball has a special place in my heart, it's the first sport, sport that I played like organized uh, with with uh, with a league and friends. Like, um, you know, it, that's not the same for a lot of kids, and especially a lot of kids in inner cities, right? So. Um, they could, I don't think they'll lose them to hockey, but, you know, basketball and f- football have surpassed baseball so much that baseball has a lot, always has a lot of work to do to get up that hill, and they just make it harder for themselves by, you know, stuff like this every, you know, 10 years as a lockout or a strike. It's ridiculous. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But TP, I don't know if you have anything to add, bro, but, uh, you know, I can definitely move on from this if you want. No, and, and this is the, the the one thing, and I'll get away from it quickly, and, and just add on to what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Just think, right? I didn't mention the four major sports. NHL was just caught up in a situation like this, similar, just a little while ago, and NHL is back on the scene doing what they need to do, and don't have these situations keep lingering. And the worst part about it is, we are watching this happen, like you said, every ten or twelve years, right? And me, myself, I won't put you guys in the line of fire for me. I'll, I'll handle my own beef. But I met Pete Rose in the middle of Vegas. And you got mm-hmm. stars that 
I recognize or when I was younger that aren't being recognized at this point in time because you're holding something against them. And then you still got something going on that's literally holding stars of today out of the game that you're trying to make dollars off of. Baseball is suffering, and it's your guys' fault. And this is across the board, but you owners should be able to get this done immediately with you guys having billions of dollars to make this happen that will regenerate and come back to you. You know what $1 billion is? $1 billion is you spending a million dollars a day for three years straight. Mm. You have that much money. Relax. It's going to come back to you. Like, like enough is enough. Enough is enough. You, you guys are just this – is, this is pathetic, and this is hurting the game, and I don't know where you go from here. I'm sorry. No, I, listen, I, I totally agree with you, man. I, I don't know where they go from here, but they better – the players association rejecting mediation is just, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a pawn move. Like they didn't, owners don't want mediation. They want to keep the money. So, I mean, you know, what do we need to talk about? Like, you know what I mean? What do we need a mediator for? Um, so, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, I, you know, listen, like I said, I love the sport. I hope they get it together, but um, it's not looking optimistic uh, in my eyes. Call in number, uh, as as always, nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. The Sports City Chefs at the College Cookout Series. I mean, TP time with the hero himself, the villain. Uh, sponsored by PHI Apparel. Uh, go out there and get that merchandise, baby. Um, listen, I want to switch gears because um, the trade. You know, we talked about the trade um, on on the crossover cafe, and I'm sure you guys hit it on uh, the Sunday brunch Sundays at eleven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, hosted by TP Timeless himself. Um, the aftermath was that both stars were able to talk to the media. Um, ben Simmons talked to the media for the first time in a long time. Um, Harden also talked to the media for the first time since the trade. Um, I guess that you can kind of break down both, but I mean, timeless. I'll come to you first, bro. Who do you think looked better after their media kind of media day, if you can call it Ben Simmons, or James Harden, Ben Simmons addressing mental health issues and why he, he's been away. Um, now he's been spotted on the bench a couple of times uh, with the Nets. James Harden also saying, you know, he's playing with probably the best player he's played with. He's here to make Ben Simmons better, and it's all about a chip, championship. So which player do you think comes off has come off a, a better since this trade? Um. Sports City and people out there in the world that listen to us whenever they can or get a shot to, please forgive me what I'm about to say. Mm. Um, James Harden is a coward. He's a coward. Um, this let, let is him know a guy why you're mad, is, why you're mad. This, this is a guy <laughs> that's continually not getting what he wants, leaves, and mm. then tries to make it look good when he gets there. And then leaves again. In the in mm-hmm. OKC, he didn't get fourteen point five. They were giving him thirteen per to try to make this work while they had a whole bunch of young guns around him. And in this midst of this situation, before they got to that point, Rick Carlisle said they better protect that asset that they have because the team will come there and get that person. And he's talking about James Harden because it looked so crazy for that mm-hmm. run that they had to go to the finals. Somebody already put that bug in his ear that he's worth more than he is, which he is. I don't take that away from him. But you already had a dynasty in front of you. You be patient. The best thing in life is to be patient. Patience is a virtue. He left, went to Houston, had a great run there, had MVP runs, scoring titles, so on and so forth, did not make it happen. Left Houston because everybody was gone, including Russell Westbrook, tried to help him come make the situation work. They didn't work while him and Russell were together. He went to Brooklyn. And, and fought his way to get out of Houston and get to Brooklyn, then I understand the dynamic of what happened in Brooklyn because Kyrie's not on the floor like they thought they would because of this situation of the pandemic, which I don't think James can hold that against them. This is his personal body. So I know people feel a certain way about Kyrie, so on and so forth, but try to make it work. For the time that you guys were together, you guys <clears> only played 16 games together when the three of you were on the floor available. You didn't even wait for that to, like, come into play. You leave and then say, okay, well, now I'm with the best big man in the league, so on and so forth, while you guys had beef while you were in Houston 
and he was in Philadelphia. You guys have beef, but you're going to say the right thing at this point in time because he's your teammate right now. If this don't work out, you're going to be ready to leave Philly, talk junk about Philly, and then make that situation better. I'm not buying James James Harden and anything that he's doing right now. I know the situation with uh, Ben Simmons, me, myself, nobody else has to deal with this bullet. I don't like the way that he didn't want to come out and play ball. At least he could have played ball, try to make it better, work on his game, his craft, so on and so forth. But now that he's out of that organization and trying to make this work, I want to see what he looks like on the floor now. At least, hopefully, it looks like you worked on something. Hopefully, you were shooting. Hopefully, you were shooting because that's what everybody's waiting to see. But at least he addressed it. He's like, people are going to say what they're going to say. He addressed it exactly how it's supposed to be. He said it is what it is. At least he knows the reality of what's going on around him. James Harden is in a uh, I can't really call him prima donna, but I want to. Like, it's another word. But that, that coward situation is what I'm looking at more or less because it's like he has to have his way. And, and that's what I think Houston more or less covered him with is that he was an MVP, made a difference down there in Texas, and it just didn't get over the hump. Now it's like you're going to have to find yourself. So many guns left Philly. I don't know if you and MB could get that done by yourself, especially when Tobias don't look like himself either. So we'll see. I am so glad that you said it, and um, I wouldn't have said the word coward, but, I mean, there's there's not a lot of words better than that um, to describe it. Just from the standpoint, like, if and from my perspective, T.T., and I'm going to come to you in a minute, too, um, if I sit here and I give Russell Westbrook hell, right, I kill him for – how he's had the talent that he's had and he can't win and all that kind of stuff. The same, if not more, can be said for James Harden, right? And and Sirius knows better than I have because he's seen him in Houston. He got everything he wanted. He got out of OKC, was the man in, in these streets in Houston, right? Got people there, got Dwight Howard, didn't work, got him out. Got Chris Paul there, didn't work, got him out. Got Westbrook there, didn't work, got him out. Then when he didn't, he when Maury left, he all right, I'm out, get me out of here. And 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 not only did he quit on his team, came in out of shape, made it difficult, made it hell for everybody. And then the same pattern when it, he didn't want to go to Brooklyn, his first choice was Philly. Okay, you don't get to pick where you're traded to. Um, the Brooklyn Nets came in last minute, swooped in and stole him, and they could have worked. But when he figured out it wasn't going to work, he quit on his team, and he pouted and got himself traded out of town. That's the coward move that I have to totally agree with you, TP. He comes off while he, in the media, they're saying he didn't want to come off as, you know, as the bad guy. You came off worse. You came off like a jerk the way you handled the situation, where you've been handling situations. Serious. I'll bring it to you because you've seen this guy firsthand in Houston. Um, and then we, you can either that or talk about Ben Simmons. I'll get into that after you go. I would love to hear your opinion, who you think came off looking better or worse after these press conferences, Simmons or James Harden. So I'm, I'm going to deal with James Harden first, and then we can go back and forth about mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Um, I remember the, it, it, it was in January, I believe, 2021, uh, or it may have been November 2021, I think it was November, when James Harden was initially moved from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. And we were doing a show. And mm-hmm. I went off. I went I, I, I went slam off. Um, almost to the point where me and the big homie TP kind of got into it a little bit because of the, 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 the way I, I went at it and, and the language that I used and things of that nature. Um, and this is this, this is exactly why the way I did because I, I've seen mm-hmm. this before, you know. And again, right. CP and you know OKC fans have seen it, you know. Fans, I mean, CP and the OKC fans drafted him. But for me, as a Rockets fan, I, I, I've seen this man quit so many times, and when times got hard, he never rose to the occasion. You know, scoring titles are great. Uh, MVPs are, 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 are wonderful. But when when the chips were down and when the time came for, for James Harden to elevate his play, accept criticism, and, 
except that somebody in the building may or may not be better than you or may or may not get uh, the, the, the shot that you want or may or may not get the play drawn up. Um, he always decided, you know, I'm going to become the problem. Um, and so for me, I sat there and I listened to his situation in Houston, um, excuse me, not Houston, but, but in Philadelphia when he did his press conference. And I've been watching, you know, the blogs and I've been watching uh, the practices and he's out there working on step back, trying to teach Joel Embiid to step back. And I posted this on my social media earlier today. If you're rehabbing a hamstring, I'm, I'm not too sure you're going to be working on step back jumpers. Um, so, I mean, the, 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 there, there is a lot that, you know, is going into James Harden right now. I, I personally, I think it may help the Sixers in, in, in the short term, but in long term, um, I don't think this eventually takes them over the hump to, to win a playoff game because in order to do that, James Harden will have to rise to the level of the competition. And, and he, he hasn't done that. Like, the, who, listen, do you think that James Harden is going to play ball well against the likes of a Milwaukee, against the likes uh, of, of, of a Heat team, against the Chicago Bulls? I do expect this Brooklyn Nets team to, to, to figure it out and get right, and this could potentially be a, a first-round matchup, you know, with everybody back healthy and doing their thing or whatever the case may be, and, and, and this going to be the, the time that James Harden rides for vacation? I, 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 I don't think so because he hasn't shown the ability to do it, even with all the stars. I mean, you had CP3 there, couldn't get it done. You had Russell Westbrook there in Houston, couldn't get it done. You come to Brooklyn, uh, you have KD, can't get it done. Uh, you got Kyrie, can't get it done. So now you go to Joel Embiid, who's having an MVP type of year, and you expect us to believe that you're going to get it done? Miss me with that nonsense. So, honestly, for me, I, I, I'm, I'm annoyed with Mr. Harden, like PP alluded to, um, because you see the potential. But right now, he is literally a, a, a 20-year-old child, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Because he's crying and mm-hmm. throwing a fit because he's not getting things his way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to be on the super team. Okay, great. In order to play on a super team or with other stars, you sometimes have to, you know, defer to your other stars. He doesn't seem to be able to defer right. to those stars. You've got arguably one of the best players, if not the best player on the planet, and Kevin Durant, okay? And you are getting kicked off because your coach, Steve Nash, draws up a play that has Kevin Durant taking the shot. Like, what the actual What's going on, my guy? So I don't think it's going to be any different in Philly. Um, I think, like I said a second ago, I think at the end of the day they're going to win some games. They're going to put some butts in seats. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to playoff time, I, I think they're going to bow out. And, at the, you know, and James Harden didn't even file the paperwork correctly to, 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 to get an extension and everything like that. So that's going to now be something that's going to have to link on to the offseason, you know, whether he stays, wherever he goes. Since he didn't file the paperwork, he now has an option to either opt out or opt in or whatever. It, 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 it's a mess with James Harden right now. And to be honest with you, as a salty Rockets fan, I'm here for it. You know, I don't want to wish ill will or, you know, bad karma on nobody, <laughs> but I can't wait to see what happens when the 76ers get bounced. And see how it all pans out. Exactly. 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 And we've been going back and forth. We've been going back and forth, not not hitting on the same thing. But, look, we're in a situation where Harden keep doing this, and every Mm -hmm. single year that he's played in the NBA, he is tired when they get to April, May, and June. Something happens in the postseason. You are not in the physical condition that everybody wants you to be, but somehow you got the Philly and you lost a lot of weight. So it's looking like something happened, like you pushed a button or something. But I want to see if you still have the legs underneath you when it's showtime and it's just you and Joel, maybe Tobias, maybe. Like, I don't know if this is carrying you guys out of the Eastern Conference and getting you to a final. I mean, let me ask I you totally that. agree with you. Let me ask you this question, I, I, TP. 
I was going to ask, you know what I'm saying, let's take it like this. Do you pick the Sixers to beat Milwaukee right now? Hell no. Do no. you think they'll beat the Heat right now? No. You That'd be a bulls. fight, but right now I give the Heat the edge right now. Uh, it would be a fight. I, I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that. He you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I, the Heat would take that. I don't think. I don't, I, in, in a seven-game series, I don't see them beating the Brooklyn Nets. I think that I, I, I honestly think that mm. the Atlanta Hawks are giving some fits. Like, this, I, listen, call me crazy, but I, I'm, I'm not buying the Sixers right now. And, the, and listen, I, 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 I can't buy them. I can't buy them. I mean, we, listen, we could be wrong. I mean, losing um, Seth Curry is kind of a, a hit to them, but the Sixers have been playing a lot better basketball. Um, as of late, you know, so I, I, I'll give them that credit. But, I mean, listen, T.T., you bring up a valid point. You know, by the end of the season, his numbers go down, right, from the playoff, from the regular season to the playoffs. Um, it's yeah, not a coincidence. You. I don't believe in coincidence. So, um, you know, it's something with Harden that you have to look at. And, you know, to be honest, um, he did this to himself. He came into out of shape last year, and he paid for it last year because you came out of out of shape and you pulled a hamstring in the playoffs. Why? Because you came in out of shape. That ain't because you know a freak accident like you tore an ACL. You came in out of shape. That's what happens when you're out of shape. You start pulling muscles. So because you wanted to be defiant, you wanted to go, you know, not train. You wanted to go drinking and partying or whatever before the season or when the season was starting. That's what happened to you. And, and, and I'm serious, I'm glad you said it because I was going to say it. If you really think this dude has a hamstring injury, Tracy McGrady said it last night on, on NBA TV, you're out of your damn mind. He ain't got no hamstring. You're doing step back. Oh, wait. You're, so you're, you're T-Mac said he don't? Wait, T-Mac said he faking? Wait, T-Mac said he faking? Oh, you didn't see that, T.P. Thomas? Yes. Oh, my God. No. You got to find it. Austin you got to oh, oh, find it because team. even, even – Max Yeah, send it to him. Yeah. Yes. I, I Put yourself on mute and go watch it because T Max said it and and uh, Dwayne Wade's in the background like mm-hmm. because everybody knows. Listen, Wait, Dwayne Wade you said you're doing setbacks in practice. You he ain't hurt. He lied. He didn't want to play. He quit. That he ain't hurt. All of a sudden he gonna be back after the All Star break. That's ridiculous, man. That, I'm listening. If he's legitimately hurt, I will come back on this show and apologize. You're gonna apologize. I will apologize right, right, to him. Right, right. But, 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 oh, serious. In times, you you guys have played basketball organized. I played ball, but not like on your guys' level, right? How are you doing step back yeah. and you got a hamstring? That's the worst thing to do on a hamstring injury. Huh? It's uh, you know like you're going backwards. Look, I'm I'm gonna be 100 real with you. This, I'm gonna be 100 real with you. Like like serious, my brother. Uh-huh. Like like no matter what, that's family. Like like we gonna have still the rivalry and everything, right? And especially how he would come at me and be like, oh okay, see this Detroit, this that and the third, right? But I respect <laughs> the game. Like um, I love all of the sports. I think basketball is my favorite more than football, but I love football. Like don't get it twisted, right? And, you know, me and Sears go back and forth. Like I'm saying, when Russ left and Harden wanted out, it was a game they played the Lakers, and when he just went to the rim and just threw a layup up, it wasn't even like a layup. He just put it near the backboard, and A.D. punched that so hard off the glass. It was like, yo, he gave the ball to A.D. to punch off. It wasn't even like he was playing. So it's like you have that to you. I don't respect you until you show me that you want to play. Like I know now that he walked away from Kyrie and KD, he's going to have to play ball. If he come out there and play like – I want to be fair with a number. If he come out there and play anywhere lower than 88% or lower, like you're done until mm-hmm. you get a championship with me. Like like, like you're going to end up being a role player piece. And, and how you should have been in OKC instead of trying to be the man. You're not going to go into Philadelphia and take over. That's Embiid's team. Like, and he's younger than you, too. Yes, so absolutely. absolutely. You're going to have to play that role. And if you don't like what you see in Philadelphia, just like you've seen with Capella, uh, well, I think that was more – I don't know who it was that really got Capella pushed out of there, but both of y'all had something to do with it. If you don't like what Embiid's doing, you're going to end up wanting to leave there, too. Then you're going to be moving all around the league – in like eighty days, like that—that's crazy. I—I I, I just don't like it. I don't like what um, Harden is up to. I can't wait to see this video 
so I could really get the gist of what Matt and Wade and Wade said. And you said Wade said, uh huh, like, oh gosh, like, this is bad. This yeah. is bad. Yo, Hart got a lot on his plate, boy. Boy. Yeah, Hart. Yeah, listen, I'll send it to him and then listen to it. I'll, I'll go into a, a thing and, and then um, you can listen to it and come back. But listen, you're right. He couldn't play with Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard was close to his prime. How do you think he's going to work with Joel and B? And it's a matchup that should work pick and pop and everything. It should work, pick and roll, but it's his ego. He he better know that that's not his team. And if he can't accept it, is he going to pout again and get himself traded out of there? Who's going to want him at that point? You know what I'm saying? He's going to be so on a bloated contract getting almost $60 million. He had to opt into this deal to make this trade go through as far as I, I heard. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, that's your, Let me get this straight. You, let me get this straight. You go to Brooklyn with Kevin Durant already there, okay? So clearly that wasn't your team there. You go to Joel Embiid, Mm -hmm. you go to Philadelphia when Joel Embiid is averaging 34, 35 a game and is an MVP front runner. Do you honestly think that Doc Rivers is going to be like, okay, you know what, Joel, um, you know, this is his team now. Miss me with all of that. At the end of the day, it, it, it's a wrap, man. Like we're going we're, 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 we're to see him do some stuff in regular season, come postseason when they bow out because he loses his legs or doesn't get it done. You know, we'll be back here in about a year. Absolutely. I mean, and then the flip side of that, you bring up a great point, sir. It's a great point. There's no way that can happen. But on the flip side, you got Ben Simmons smiling and happy uh, on the sidelines. I hate to tread this because we all deal with things uh, differently and, and we all, you know, mental health is not a joke. Um, I've been depressed in my life um, at a young age. I didn't deal with it great. Um, I, you know, I still to this day have issues with dealing with certain things in a certain way. Uh, we can't say, um, we can't say that he didn't have any issues. I'm not here to say that, but I'm saying just kind of what I've heard, somebody's not telling the truth because, if you're telling – if Ben Simmons is coming out and saying, I told the Sixers before the playoffs I was dealing with issues, and then, you know, the Sixers are denying it, then somebody's lying. And then, you know, he, he's not – he say – he didn't really say it wasn't mental health issues, but, you know, I was dealing – he kind of said I was just dealing with some things. and So if it was mental health, it was about the money. But he said it wasn't about the – it's – things aren't lining up, but – at the end of the day, he's out of he's out of Philly, so he's happier now, and now he's almost ready to come back. Like ironic, right? Um, serious. I mean, Ben Simmons. How do you think he came off in the press conference? Um, I think he came off a little genuine. Um, I, I I'm not going to sit here and um, call a, a man a, a liar about his mental health or anything like that because those mm-hmm. those are battles and demons that you know. Uh, fought a lot of times behind closed doors and without public knowledge. But I will say this, you know, um, if Ben Simmons was up front and, you know, forthright to the to the organization about his struggles um, and they still behaved in this manner, because at the end of the day, they could have came out and said Ben Simmons is done with a personal issue, blah, 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 just that in the third um, but that that wasn't the case. He was he was fine. He came, you know. Ben Simmons didn't do himself any favors. You know what I'm saying? He showed up and you know was in in the sweatpants and you know everything. If he didn't want to play ball, he could have came and did the same thing that John Wall is doing in Houston. Just sit on the bench and 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 in your street clothes and just just chill. You know what I'm saying? But the way that this was unfolding the way that after last year and the the comments at the press conference and then all of a sudden, you know, his mental health is now being pushed and being brought up. Um, and then going into this season, he shows up and has an altercation with Doc Rivers and, and whatever the case may be, and is kicked out of practice and, you know, is away from the team. And then they're, they're setting up accounts, you know, for him to, 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 to put money in, to pay for fines, and then all of a sudden it's reported that he has, you know, you know, loan funds. and I mean, it, it, a lot of stuff isn't adding up. 
Um, but at the end of the day, um, if he did come forth and say to the Sixers that, yo, I'm I'm struggling, I need some help, or whatever the case may be, and the Sixers behave this way, it's a problem. But I, I'm, I'm not buying that, and, you know, I hope I don't come off being insensitive to the fact that I'm not buying that. At the end of the day, I think he handled the press conference really, really well, you know, by saying that uh, he's looking forward to, to moving moving ahead with, with the Brooklyn Nets, that he's thankful for the opportunity, that he's aware of what people have been saying or what they're going to say. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll, we'll see what leads. I mean, I'm not too sure if he was in the gym working on him or working on his jump shot, you know, trying to stay cardio, cardio ready or whatever the case may be. But um, I did see something today that he's targeting um, the Brooklyn Nets versus Philadelphia game. Um, after the All-Star break as the game where he comes back, which should be kind of fun. It should be fun. What day is that, serious? I'll pull it up here in a second. Okay. So, um, I mean, listen. Are, are, you, I, are, you, are you going to go elsewhere, Bradley? Because um, I want to start a little trouble. Go ahead. No, are you are you going to bring up Mark another Kent. topic? Because I want to. Huh? No, I, I was going to talk Mark about Kent, Matt Stafford, but the floor is yours, brother. Go ahead. Oh no 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 go ahead go ahead. no 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 it's, it's more important go 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 do that I'm sorry but I do I do no, have no, a trouble no, some topic no please no no we we, we got to talk Super Bowl we have to we have to go ahead but I I have a troublesome right, topic right. that I I want to start trouble did you want to chime in on Ben Simmons or you want to go to um go to Matt Stafford um, I want to wait and see what he looks like out there on the floor. Like whatever it takes for him to get out mm-hmm. there and be productive and do what he needs to do. I, I want to see it. If he still looks like last year and he didn't work on anything, and it, it doesn't look like a mental health situation, I will terrorize him. I will terrorize him. But if mm-hmm. if he really looks like he's struggling and people are really like like putting their arm around him, like really trying to help him get through, I'm apologetic as well. But it, 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 he has to show me that he's trying. But um, I, I think that that team will be there to support him. They said the locker room is bought into everything. They said everybody's peaceful in the locker room now that Harden's left. And it, it's making me feel like Harden's been a, a cancer, I guess. So we'll see. I, I'm going to yep. give Simmons time before I start pulling the trigger on him. Um, but right now, I mean, all eyes on Harden in Philadelphia at this moment. I agree. I just feel like there's something something's not adding up with both of their stories, right? So, I mean, that's why I brought the topic up. Um, you know, listen, Ben Simmons got his wish. He's out of there. Um, you know, we'll see how, you know, he progresses and he can get back on the court. Listen, but he can't pull that crap in, in Philadelphia, that you know, in, in Brooklyn that he did in Philadelphia, getting, like, Butler traded and thinking it's his team when it was Embiid's team. Um, you got to play your role. You're the third best player, second best when Kyrie's on the road, which Adam Silver came in and talked about um, when he had his press conference today, how New York rules are, are BS, which we've been saying too. Um, I totally agree with that. But listen, he's got to play his part. He's got to play his role. And if he doesn't want to accept it, then, you know, he's not going to get a lot of chances in this league. So I'm, like I, like you, I'm, I'm curious to see how it turns out. Um, you know, listen, mental, mental health is real, and it, it's not something to be taken lightly. But I hope if you better have something wrong mentally. I hope you know what I mean. Like not saying like you better be mental, but like don't use that as a way to get your money or whatever, or get out of town. Um, listen, I, I the Super Bowl's in the books. Uh, me and Sirius broke it down yesterday. Really good show talking about it. Um, but I wrote I wrote an article today. So, some people were responding to it, um, were feeling it, and, and basically on on on, on social media. But, so I want to get the chef's opinion. Um, me and TP were watching the Super Bowl together. I love hanging out with TP. That's my big brother. But um, as soon as the the Rams kind of you know we knew they were going to win the game, I kind of sat here and I said, I guess he's going to the Hall of Fame. And TP's like, what? What do you mean? Matt Stafford? And it, Hall of Fame. And the debate start, is going to start raging on. Like, he, Matt Stafford got his chip. He got his Super Bowl win. Um, but is he a Hall of Famer? Um, TP, I'm going to let you get, get this first. I'm going to let you hit this one first because you've seen this guy uh, up close and personal since he uh, was drafted number one overall by, out of Georgia. The Super Bowl win, does, is Matt Stafford a Hall of Famer? Is he a Hall of Famer with his resume? Uh, not at the moment, no. Um, he's still got more work to do. 
um, especially mm-hmm. in the next season, if if he can like put on a season parallel, get back to the playoffs, defend the title. If he do a back to back, then there'd be no question. But um, like right now, this is one successful season. They 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 had an epic run, but there's still question marks in this run. Like uh, he still did things in this season that were like his antics that he did done in Detroit, and everybody's like horrific organization, horrific organization. A lot of those losses were off the arm and shoulder of Matt Stafford. It wasn't always defensive situation. There's games that Stafford lost at the end of the game, too. Uh, a lot of the games that Detroit were in, they they had good defensive presences that uh, he had nine fourth-quarter comebacks in the game. So they were actually holding him within games. There's been so many different times where he scored 20 or – 20 or less points with the offense that he had while Calvin Johnson was there. And let's just look at the stats that he had while Calvin was there. Like Calvin was a first ballot hall of famer. Like, do you think any quarterback Mm. would struggle with Calvin? And he did. He struggled with them, even though I feel like he didn't have the best number two alongside him because they had Burleson there. And then once Golden Tate came, like him and Golden Tate got off and running, but they didn't really have, the, the seasons that we wanted him and Marvin Jones, like they've tried to make it happen, but Stafford still had seasons where he turned the ball over or, or took sacks at critical times. He's never beaten the Steelers. Ask serious. Serious to tell you, like, you know how many times I, I grip my teeth when we play the Steelers. Cause I'm like, we got the Calvary to beat him mm-hmm. and Stafford to do something crazy in the middle of the game that we'll lose the game. Like this, this is ongoing. Like, yes, I'm thankful that I, think every game that I've seen Stafford play, I only seen him lose one game, and I was against the Giants the the week my father died. 2010 Halloween, it was a Sunday, we played the Giants, and we lost that game. And Sta- actually, Stafford didn't even start that game. It wasn't even – it was Stanton. So, Stafford didn't even – that was the only game I saw Detroit, like, lose in New York, and then I seen them lose, but it was before uh, Stafford got there with Kitna. But other than that, it's like – He's been successful while I've seen him. You know what I'm saying? But, like, there's a lot of games when I, I see him play big quarterbacks he's not ready for. Like, he's fortunate that he didn't bump into Aaron Rodgers. You know his percentage against Aaron Rodgers is low? Like, what? Like, I, I picture if Aaron Rodgers had Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and, and Odell. Like, he's he doing it with Devontae and his second receiver, Alan Lazard. Like, there's so many quarterbacks that you could throw into this cavalry. You, or or uh, with Richard Sherman terrorizing him, saying that he don't even have an MVP yet. Matt Ryan does. Like, like there, there's quarterbacks that have this situation a part of their resume. Like, so I don't know. Um, it's an interesting discussion. It's, it's a, a hot debate. But I, I feel like this has to – he has to get at least like two or three seasons there and, and start knocking him dead and start clearing up his, uh, his losing – ways against teams that are winning like he did it in the playoffs but i think his his numbers are still like i want to say probably i want to be favorable with number probably like 25 or 30 games under 500 with teams that will have winning records you know what i'm saying like even in this season mm-hmm. he was turning the ball over pick sixes and fumbles and everything this is him like it wasn't just like other players doing it so like i said he's gonna have to come up with uh, and even in the Super Bowl, they only scored 23 points. Like, he didn't even have a, a great mm-hmm. game. Like, he just he scored the ball. I, I, I need to see more than 27 points. Like, he, to me, okay, right. is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No, I no. don't think he's better than Patrick Mahomes. So, Patrick Mahomes only been in the league for four years. And so, we're already saying Patrick Mahomes is a Hall of Famer now. It's already, it's already sold. Is it sold? I don't think so. Well, like, that's even what, though he's great, what, he's phenomenal. That's what people will tell you, right? <laughs> right, right. But no, I'm, no, I'm going to call it Hodge. He's got more work to do. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. going to give him one great season of success and just say, oh, he's a Hall of Famer. No, no slow down. Slow down. It has to happen continually. Right. A lot of pieces have to fall into play and Odell come back. Like, all of that has to happen. Absolutely. I, I agree. Listen, I, I said that he would get in just because of the voting. But he, he has work to do. Serious, what's your opinion on, on Matt Stafford? Is he a Hall of Famer? You know, I, I've been having this conversation all day offline with friends of mine, and, mm. and here's my take on it. Um, if we are simply looking at statistics and statistics alone, mm-hmm. then I think that if he doesn't play another down in this league, Oh my God, 
he's a Hall of Famer. And by the way, Villain, I hope you're not watching this Brooklyn game. I hope you're not watching. No, it. it's tied. But um, they, and they just actually took the lead. Uh, so they tied the score. They, they took the lead. No, they, they took, took the lead. 99, they took the lead. 99-97 right now. I'm sitting here watching this. This is yeah. Insane. We they had we, we talked about no. how, uh, how embarrassing in this. Uh, you're the one at 28. Yeah, 28. <laughs> um, it's embarrassing. Um, finish your, finish your, finish your. Uh, but anywho, your, your but anyway, so and like I say, if, if we're just looking at statistics and statistics alone, and he never played another down, mm-hmm. I can see how he would get in. But ultimately, yeah. I do agree with CP. I think that more work is to be done because I, you know, I, I think that if the bar is just set on statistics and statistics alone, um, then a lot of people that aren't in should get in. And if you just say, you know, because he has a championship or because he has a ring, um, the people that, you know, don't have rings that are in need to get out. So I think there needs to be a a, a new demarcation of of what a Hall of Famer is. Um, No disrespect to his career and what he's done. He's thrown for close to 50, you know, you know, five, uh, how many is this? 50,000 yards, if you will. 49, uh, um, over 49,000 yards. 49, yeah, so, you know, by week one of next year, he had 50,000 yards, <laughs> you know, right. essentially. So, at the end of the day, man, I, I think, you know, I I, I, I want to tamper the, the Hall of Fame talk um, until he's done, you know, but all, he's on a nice trajectory now. I don't think there's anything that can prohibit him from potentially getting to the hall, especially if he continues to play like he played this past year. Um, he had some great seasons in Detroit, but um, I need to see more of him before I start sitting in for gold jackets. You know, again, what else is Sean Jose supposed to say? He just won a Super Bowl. So, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I need to see more from Matthew Stafford. And I agree. Listen, um, if it was numbers, he'd be in. He's top 12 in yards, top 12 in touchdowns, right? But I look at, you know, I had time to digest it because I said it, and I said, you know, he'll probably get in. Um, and, and TP was like, nah, nah, dude. And I was like, he probably would get in. He is top 12 in these numbers. But then once you really start to break it down, these are the numbers that really bother me, right? 86, 95, and 1 is his record. All right, and I compared him to Eli Manning. I think that's the closest comparison, right? Eli was 111 and 17, 117, right? Matt Stafford, how many Pro Bowls has Matt Stafford made in his career? One. One. At least One. Eli made One. it to yeah. four. Exactly. At least Eli made it to four Pro Bowls. So that okay. means out of your how many, career, how many all pros, in the how many all pros almost, does Stafford have? How many all pros does he have? Zero. None. Yeah. How many MVPs so does he have? It's like, that's the number two. No MVPs. No MVPs. Now, Eli Manning didn't win MVP. Um, I don't think Troy Aikman won an I don't think Troy Aikman won an MVP. So, I don't think right. MVP is a – like, Richard Sherman's comments kind of bothered me because Killed it's them. like the prerequisite he tried to put out there. It's kind of deflaming. You know, it's deflammatory. But – MVP is kind of important to me. I think that's a stat that you kind of it, it kind of puts the icing on the cake. And if you have multiple, you're that dude, right? But watch this. Here, here we go. Here we go with another way. Watch this. When when yeah. in his career, and I'll say in Detroit too, even though everybody keeps blaming the organization, which I feel where they come from, it, it hurts me. But it's like mm-hmm. to a certain degree. When was Stafford the best in the league at one point in time? Never. Never. Okay. That's the point. That's the point, and, and it's like he was never – if you're in the Pro Bowl in your conference, you're at least top three, right? He was top three once, once. At least Eli was four times. You know, and I'm not trying to say Eli's better than Matt Stafford. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I'm like, if people are saying that Eli Manor's borderline, Matt Stafford is borderline but should not be in because he's won Pro Bowl, no MVPs. Um, it, 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 he's got work to do. He'll get over 500 if he keeps playing in L.A. for a couple more years. But I need to see Pro Bowls. I, need, you know, I don't know if he's going to get an MVP because the young kids are coming, right? You've got the young kids like Mahomes is going to get a couple more, I would think. 
Um, Lamar Jackson's there. Herbert. Josh Allen's going to get his MVPs, right? You know, Joe Burrow might get one. What, what are the chances that Stafford gets an MVP? He might get a Pro Bowl because Brady's retired. Um, Dak, Dak Prescott's there. You've got Kyler Murray. you got uh, Wilson. But then Aaron Rodgers is on the back half. So, I mean, he might get a Pro Bowl sneak in here and there, but, you know, it's going to be tough. He's got work to do, the TP set. I, I totally agree. He's got work to do. Um, I don't know if anybody else has anything to add on that. No, we 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 beat an old horse. We 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 beat them up. <laughs> and it was a fun article. I just I just got so many comments on it. Like they didn't, you know, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's, he is in the Hall of Fame. Was, you know, so it was just fun to kind of do that uh, today. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna close the shop unless anybody else has anything to add to it. Um, timeless, if you want to go for it. If like not, I said, I want to call 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 another day. I, 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 no, we can get ready to close. I just want to say this. Josh Giddy, Rookie of the Year. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't care what nobody I, I, says. I haven't watched all I'm saying. I haven't watched this guy's putting, What's his stats This like? guy's putting up triple doubles. He put up a 28-point triple double in the garden. And, and before, I didn't know that he said this, but before the game, he said that he would love to play in New York City in the garden. So he showed out when he wanted to. I guess that must be his place of wanting to play. And he did it with no wow. shade, no nobody, and he came back and won that game because the Knicks were beating us. So, uh, mm-hmm. Giddy, I had to deal with a lot of stuff when you got drafted. They, they were talking about Giddy up, Giddy up, Giddy up, and you're proving me wrong because I was like, yo, we could have got so many people right there. What are we doing? And now I'm like, Presty, I'm sorry that <laughs> I keep testing you every year <laughs> and saying, what are you doing? Stop messing my team up, and then you go get somebody. I'm like, oh. Okay, <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. He's good. He's good. Okay. That's kind of okay, like when, so when I, they got quickly, right? I said that when they got quickly. So, where did he? Where did he go to school, TP? Where did he go to school? Well, quickly, I don't know where quickly went, but um, no, no, I know Giddy. Giddy's from. Giddy. Giddy. He's from Australia. He's fresh out of high school. He's 19 years old. Okay, got you. Gotcha. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. I mean, listen, I, like, I think line? he played one year set um um pro ball over there. And that's why he got to okay. do it over there and it came straight from he, there to here. Youngest Listen, in NBA I, history I to get a triple-double. He, he's, he's, he's online in parallel to some LeBron, Oscar Robertson, and Magic stats in a rookie season. If he got this in his bag right now and he continues with his trajectory going up, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. This boy crazy, man. Right yeah, now, I, I apologize. I apologize, Joshua. I apologize. No, I mean, listen, he wow. they couldn't stop him. He looked really good in the garden. Um, I, you know, it was it was kind of depressing to watch, but the kid was doing his business. I'm gonna, I'm looking up his stats right now. He's averaging uh, six assists a game, uh, seven rebounds. Um, is he in the Futures game? He's got to be in the Futures game, right, CP? He is, and he's also in the Skills Challenge. But this is the one thing that bothers me about him. He's super unselfish. Like, he won't try to score. And when he does, he hit his career high against the Knicks when he finally started shooting the ball. He was shooting, like, four feet off the three-point line. It's like, bro, you, you should have been shooting the damn ball. Somebody yell at him. Somebody yell at him, bro. Like, tell him to shoot the damn ball, <laughs> man. I'm, and he did it. Like, finally. Like, dang. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I, mean, I know you don't have to compete, but I think it's mobile. I think it's Mobley. And who's the other guy? I, uh, Barnes. The kid out of um, Toronto, he's got to compete with. It, all the, the other two rookies okay. are in the East, but he's dominating the Western Conference in, in rookie talk. So I'm fighting for my Yeah, guys. absolutely. I like that. 12 points a game, uh, 7.7 rebounds over six assists a game. Um, you know, he's getting minutes, you know, which is good, 31 minutes a game. So, um, listen, Alexander Giddy, uh, Dort, I like him as well. They got a nice young team that they're, they're building up out there. So, um, you know, listen, um, it was, like, like I said, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Um, but I got to give, I got to give props. I got to, you know, listen, I, I, I got nothing but, I got nothing to say. They got, they got beat you know, at home. It was embarrassing. So, um, serious. Thank you for calling in. Always a pleasure doing shows with you. Um, we got that NFL free for all yeah, that yeah. we're going to be cooking up pretty soon. Give us a, give us a cl- plug and a close out as we get out of here. 
Man, it's your boy, Sirius, repping that 412 and the 703. Man, it's such a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition of the Calls Cookout. Uh, definitely check us out um, on our website, www.sportsmanchefs.com. Uh, the blog that Barry was alluding to, we got some stuff cooking. Uh, you know, Barry mentioned the live show with him and TP and some others. Some others, man, it's, that's going to be great to, to be a part of um, and to watch my guys do their thing. Um, another thing, man, um, definitely check us out on Barbershop uh, Clubhouse, man. If you like the content that we bring here on a regular basis, man, definitely check us out over there. Uh, we're talking everything from life and sports and everything. Um, Barry, I, I, I wish I was in Connecticut right now. I, I have to buy you a beer or apple juice or a, or a Yoo-Hoo or something. Um, y'all just blew a 28-point lead. I, 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 I know. I'm looking at it now. That he got made me do it, man. I with, know, man. That it's embarrassing. With no stars it's embarrassing. You lost a. You lost it's embarrassing. Mills, it's embarrassing. Lamarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond tonight. I have no words. With that being said, tell us for the coming. <laughs> oh, you strong. That's bad. And yeah, don't, don't talk about L.A. I'm, I'm an L.A. fan. Don't talk about Lamarcus. I'm an L.A. fan. Don't do that, please. Don't do that. I love him. <laughs> Listen, it's embarrassing. It's, it's good pretty news. pathetic to be a, a Knicks fan. <laughs> it's embarrassing to be a Knicks fan right now. Uh, I, like I said, serious. I, I, I think the fans need a vacation from the, the Knicks. We need that the All Star break more than the, the Knicks need a, a break. Like, we need a break from them. But uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, appreciate you. Um, listen, Sports City Chef. Get to the website, the blogs, the interviews, all that good stuff. The merchandise we have up there. Um, listen, thank you to PHI Apparel uh, Sponsoring the show Get to their website PHApparel.co Use the promo code CHEFS To get 15% off Of uh, merchandise on their store They got a lot of great stuff I know Sirius got some stuff for his star uh, His wife and, and uh, his little little guy there uh, Little Malik um, Also go to uh, Shai's Creations Who makes our merchandise She's got a great promo going on, Chef's 15. You get 15% off any of her merchandise. She's got a lot of shirts, um, you know, apparel. She's got accessories, all that good stuff. Get to her site, shyscreations.com. Use that promo code Chef's 15 so you can get uh, free stuff there as well. Um, listen, um, TP, you know what to do. Get us out of here. Another great show. I appreciate you. I love doing the show with you, bro. Listen, just this time last year, there was a song in the 70s mm. or 60s called Dancing in the Street, and that's what the Knicks were doing last year, and now they are not dancing in the streets anymore. SwordCityChefs.com, check out the website. You already know how this go down. We will be back here tomorrow, Crossover Cafe and it up. We got a lot of stuff going on. Thank you to everybody here in Sports City doing their work across the board. Uh, I'll be back out here. I'm going to try and get in a co- crossover cafe because I feel some type of way about this. Buzz. i got to talk about this. And, of course, the bunch will be back in effect this Sunday, All-Star Weekend, too. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.